I think that's as much of an intro as I'm going to do because, you know, I just skipped to the good stuff. I will apologize for the title of this episode. Apparently I'm on a bad title rampage and you're welcome. This, this, I wanted to record this episode a couple weeks ago, but it felt a little too soon. I felt like some people listening might think this episode was all about them. And something I haven't done in a while are my typical disclaimers around if you're triggered or if you think this is all about you, there's probably something here for you, but you might not have the capacity in this moment. And I mean, you know, just from a bigger perspective, that this isn't the content or the voice (laughs) or the information that you're seeking, you don't have to listen. And know that this episode is all about me because I have been in it. We all have been. It's so funny because despite the tools that you have at hand, the practice that you approach, commit to, go through every dang day, like how bad you fucking want it and like have been working on this shit, it still gets you. It gets the best of us. There, I can't tell you how many times like I have been like, okay, well, apparently today is the day I throw it all in. Apparently today is the day that the last 22 years of my life basically burned down and everything is for naught because of this, this like essentially mood that I'm in. And I can't tell you how many times incredibly successful, incredibly admirable and incredibly awesome fucking people call me and they're like, well, this just happened, which means Everything I've built, everything I've created, everything that I am is completely done. Now, this is not to say every now and again, we make some shifts in our life. We pivot. (laughs) Change evolution, you know, it's always happening. The only constant is change. This is different than that. This is when you're having a fucking moment. And I've been having an extended moment, as I told one of my friends, one one of my people this week. And why? because I was projecting all over the place. And for anyone who is not incredibly familiar with the term projecting, I'm surprised I'm surprised you're joining me, but welcome. Thank you. Love you. Projection is when we essentially externalize all of our experience, all of our assumptions, all of our feels and blame it on everything that's happening outside of us. It's much, much, much easier when it's everybody else's fault, the government's fault, the weather's fault, that this always happens to us. It's technology, it's the system, it's all rigged, right? And look, firstly, also, I'm not saying that's not true. (laughs) Like, there are many things that happen to us that we would not have chosen. The problem, though, is that when we externalize, when we project, when we blame everything and everyone around us, we give it all away. We are completely giving away any power that we have, and we're giving away our control. And there are so many benefits to that. I'll get into that. I'm going to get into all of it. This is, this is a, this episode is not just inspired by all of the conversations and people that I've been speaking with over the last week, but it's like very much my own experience in the last week. 
then quite honestly, the last couple days, I, uh, I think I recorded, yeah, the last episode I put up, I was at my parents' house. I think we can all relate to feeling a little bit edgy when we're with family. But this isn't even about that. This was, I just, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. And I would love to be able to blame the bed or the house or the neighborhood or the environment. But like, you know, I was in a mood and I thought, okay, we're going through some things. It's been a little rough. Excuse me while I yawn. That was unexpected. I left off somewhere around rough. There have been power surges happening. It's California. Why not? The internet's been going in and out. And then my podcast software has also been going out. So this is uh, around, uh, who knows, five, seven, something. But here we are and just rolling with it. Perfect example. Not going to externalize it, get frustrated, project all over the place. This is the perfect opportunity. So I'm taking it. And by perfect, I mean my mother's taking a nap and my father is coming home in a couple hours so we can start triaging their move. I'm moving them into an apartment out of their house. It's going to be a lot. Back to this discussion about projection. So we're giving it all away. We're blaming it on external circumstance. It's all their fault. We're giving away our control. We're giving away our power. Now in business, and I like text me 720-704-4865. The intention was for this to be a podcast for people in small business, running small business, wanting to potentially start the small business that they've been dreaming about for ages. Cause that's, I, in my most humble opinion, the best way to unplug from the matrix is you start creating your own autonomy and creating your own lifelines by creating your own income streams. I realize I've probably been spending a lot more time on mindset and energetics because it's not easy to trailblaze and be a rebel and break all the rules and do it your own damn way. The way we create our own path and do it in a manner that doesn't destroy us or everything and everyone around us is through mindset and energetics. When you feel good about what you're doing, good things happen. When you find the ease and the flow in your day to day, it stops being so fucking hard. So that's why I spend a lot of time on the mindset and energetics of it all. The systems, the business, the structure, it's all like quite honestly simple there are a million fucking podcasts out there that will 10x your income and I can wax lyrical on how to build out all of the systems and structures you need in your business. The reason you're not doing that is the mindset and the energetics behind it. It's not because you're like some dickhead or neurodiverse or again, for these external circumstances, it's what's happening internally. And that's why this episode is fucking crucial and why I have such a bee in my bonnet around right now. Cause I have been externalizing the last couple of days and I get to talk to so many people who do exactly the same thing because it's easy. It's so like, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like that. And it, it, in the moment, 100%. And there are like very logical arguments about why it's outside of you. And the more success that you build, the bigger the game you're playing gets, the external circumstances become a lot more subtle. Just to like get back to my parents and moving, just as an example, and I'm going to get into more business examples, I promise. But like, I'm here for one week, 
the reason I am here is to triage this move. And if any of you listening have ever moved, it's tough. Now, if you're moving elderly parents who are obstinate as fuck, it's alcoholism inducing. <laughs> That's externalizing the show. But, you know, like one thing my parents did was just book their week out. They're like, you know, having dinner with these friends and dinner with a family member. And then my dad's got to go to the gym every night and blah, blah, blah. That's how these externalizations, these blocks can show up when you're trying to create something new or trying to expand beyond any place you've ever been. It shows up as just being so busy. You don't have time. That's an externalization. Okay. Something you might be experiencing is traffic, whether it's web traffic or foot traffic or even social media engagement, right? It's like we can blame it on the algorithm. We can blame it on the weather. We can blame it on the government. We can blame it on the tech going down. There's so many reasons that it feels like we don't have control over someone discovering, engaging with, or walking into our business. A shitty employee or a shitty business partner, it's all their fault, right? Like they don't get it. They're not trying hard enough. They don't appreciate us enough. They're the, they're not good enough. Whatever it might be, whatever that story is, externalizing. And there are so many reasons that we do this. I've already identified the first. It's easy. It's so much easier to just like blame the other person. And actually, even as I say that, it's like, it's not easier because then we can't fix it, but it's easier because that's what we've been taught to do. That's really how we've been programmed. That's the modeling that's been given is it's every, it's, it's like all outside of us. And it's actually much more difficult to sit with ourselves to sit in our own shit, which again, it's why it can become really subtle. Like keeping yourself busy, I think is one of the, at least for me, I shouldn't speak for anybody else. It is definitely one of my indicators when things start to get crazy and I start double booking my calendar or just missing shit on my calendar. That is cue number one, slow the fuck down. But I digress. Why do we create this drama? Why do we externalize everything beyond just it being our default or, or easier. It's because like that drama is romantic. It's enticing. It's sexy as fuck. When you're going to war every day, when you're fighting the good fight, when it's you versus the man, there's just so much more energy in it. And I use the word energy. I think I've talked about this before. I'll often say like that has a lot of energy around it to remove any positive or negative charge from it. Because it's it's when we start labeling that we then either limit ourselves or expand ourselves. The drama of war is all consuming. It's like, I'm just going through like different scenes from war movies in my head where like the soldiers like dipping the woman and kissing her like one last kiss goodbye, or maybe it's the first kiss home. It's, you know, what gets families to unite. It's what gets brothers to betray. (laughs) Like, like I said, it's sexy. And we start to make ourselves the hero and everybody else, the villain. We choose sides. We get into that binary and it becomes like our be all and end all life becomes very black and white. It becomes good and evil. And from there we can simply vilify everything and everything that's on the wrong team. 
And I mean, this is like, I can't even imagine when this started, obviously like in survival and then in this, like the mission for power, it's like, would be as old as humans, maybe. I mean, I say that now and I like, we're looking at it through the lens of right now where it seems like everything has to be divisive and bipartisan and me versus you and right or wrong. And the reality is it's that that's what makes it easy because you now have two choices instead of limitless choices and limitless opportunity. And if the reality was, it's like, actually there's more than enough to go around and no matter what you do, you're going to be successful as long as you keep doing it. We probably spend a lot more, less money because we're a lot fucking happier. But again, I think I've gone off on a tangent. So I'm going to bring this back, back to projection. Why we do it. I think we've covered that. So let's get into how to stop, why that matters, like how this applies to business. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to start with how this applies to business. Uh, just over a year ago, I got a call from a woman who was in the CBD business and she had created a very, very successful product line and really wanted to expand it. But she had partnered with a very close friend of hers and they'd been, been, been in business for a couple of years and her partner just wasn't showing up in a variety of different ways, definitely according to the person I was on the phone with. And for anyone who's been in business partnership, you will know <laughs> that oftentimes things fester. And this had been festering for the better part of a year. What was a very, very close, if not best friend of hers, had now become a mortal enemy. This partner was not meeting their end of the deal. This partner was holding back the woman I was speaking with alongside the entire fucking business, right? And the woman real wanted her out. And that's what she wanted to talk about was, you know, how do we step out of partner dissolution and get what's mine? Firstly... I can guarantee you her partner had a very different version of that story. Now, I did not have the opportunity to speak with this partner, but I have been in business partnerships multiple times. I'm in business partnerships now. No one gets into partnership or even wakes up on any given day and thinks, I am going to disappoint my partner. I am going to only do half if any of what I agreed to, I'm going to do a shitty job at that. I'm going to disappoint people. I'm going to rip people off and yeah, call it a day. Most of the time people wake up and think I'm going to, I'm going to do my best, whatever that looks like. This, this is my very best effort. And I'm going to operate from my own perspective because it's kind of all we can ever really do and fulfill my needs. Hopefully not at the cost of anyone else, but every now and again, we might have to make a few choices that let other people down. That's like actually kind of being a grown up. I'm going to give Jess a read credit for this one. You will be the villain in someone else's hero's journey. You will be the bad guy in someone else's story. That doesn't mean that you are, right? And so this woman needed first to just take a moment to grieve, not grieve the partnership, but grieve what she thought could be 
this beautiful union of two people working seamlessly together despite having completely different interests and skill sets where everybody wins, everybody plays along and her perfect vision for the future is played out. So we, we started there. Then we actually designed what her perfect version of going solo might look like. Once we had stepped into a creative, collaborative, visionary space, her energy shifted. And when we started to talk about, well, what would feel like a good dissolution, it was very different than where she had stepped into at the beginning of the conversation. She was able to kind of see, I, you know, I guess actually quite a bit of work has been done and we're just at a junction now. And this partner does have a full-time job, whereas I've not. This was someone who was wanted to get back into the workforce after having children. So she did just have more time. The kids were back in school. And so to say, like, was it unfair? No. Did it look different? Yes. Was the amount of time they were both able to contribute in this in this new current present moment different? Yes. But two years ago when they started the thing, it was just a different scenario. She wanted to create something so that when the kids went back to school, she had work. And the other woman brought a ton of marketing and existing business structure to the arrangement. It made perfect sense until it didn't. So we started to step out, okay, well, what might this look like? And I offer that story and I'll get into a few of my own personal experience as well, but just to say that when you're making someone out to be the bad guy and you're going to war, you're essentially fighting to not lose. You're in the binary and you have two options. That is never going to be a place where you can create and vision and build and solve problems for. So when you find yourself waking up on the wrong side of the bed and in a shitty mood, do your best to not try and make like big decisions and big calls or have like big conversations, honor that space, get familiar with that feeling. And if you are at work and in business, earmark it. Set it aside for when you do have the capacity to go and sit in your shit. That's like what I did this week. I have my hell days are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I say, I shouldn't say hell, but I go pretty hard on those days. And I know on Friday I can unpack some stuff. So after sitting in my own shit for a couple of days, I ask myself, why am I externalizing this? What is this experience? What, what story am I telling myself about me? I'm worthless. Nobody gives a shit. I'm not important. My priorities are not important to others. Sure. Okay. Is that the truth? No, not at all. Have I advocated for what I need and what my expectations were? Also, no. Okay. What if we can approach that from a very neutral place without a lot of energy around it and just simply say, hey, look, I carved out this time. These were my expectations. If things have changed, totally understandable. I'm going to take my time back, but also know I'm not going to be able to participate and support you any longer in this endeavor because you had my time and you decided to do something else with it. That made immediate changes, immediate changes, not just for me, but for the people that, I mean, the people, my parents, 
They were like, oh, and did they think I was overreacting? 100%. Does that matter? No. We're now all actually going to meet when I'm done with this and figure out how the fuck we're going to get them out of this house. I went into business. I went into partnership for my very first, not just first business, but first couple businesses. Why? Because I was scared shitless. (laughs) It is so fucking terrifying going into business on your own. And of course you want to partner with somebody else to share the load, whatever that might mean, whether it's skill set, whether it's financial investment, whether it's just simply time and or other resources. Sharing is caring and it makes us feel safer. We're not doing anything wrong and neither are they. And I'm going to get into like how you can mitigate any risks and what this all taught me and blah, blah, blah in a minute. But I wanted to take you through my very pear-shaped partnerships because they taught me so much and we'll wrap it up with that. The lessons, the why this all matters, et cetera. So first business I went into, um, that partnership, I mean, that was the recording studio. We were in partnership for like seven or eight years and we divided and conquered. That was the real benefit of it. His skill sets and my skill sets were incredibly complementary. This is when I kind of took a step back from being the creative because my business skills always overshadowed. And I just sort of leaned into that. Sure. We had a very, very codependent relationship at that time, probably the most time and energy spent on that business outside of client services, as in outside of recording actual bands in the studio. And you know, the, the eight hours of day-to-day work that, I mean, or 12 or 20 hours of day-to-day work that was occurring was the relationship that he and I had and just talking through everything, negotiating everything, delegating responsibilities, and then following up on those results. It was all consuming. It was incredibly dramatic. It was incredibly fueling. It worked until it didn't. That relationship ended incredibly amicably. We both just kind of knew when it was time for him to really take the ship and steer it and for me to depart. How did that relationship end amicably? The other partnership that I got into while I was still running that business was running a record label. And again, scared shitless. In this instance, I I actually brought the skill set. I knew how to do it. I'd been I'd worked in a record label for years um, as the head of marketing. I uh, had worked at a very grassroots, very independent company. I knew everything from seed to table. <laughs> like I knew everything from setting up the fucking microphone in the studio to like someone who had bought this CD and putting it into their car and listening to it, and then how to track like payments and royalties from the record stores. At the whole kit and caboodle. But I didn't have the confidence uh, in going out on my own because I was in a foreign country working in a very trendy, very hot genre at the time. So I found one of the tastemakers, one of the influencers. And this was, was this before social media? Once again, I date myself. This would have been like 2004, maybe 2005. Social media, I mean, like AOL and chat rooms and was all a thing for sure. Uh, MySpace, like we definitely had a MySpace page. Um, I'm pretty sure like people were using MySpace personally at that point. And I mean, I could be totally fucking off as well. Let's just say I wanted to get an OG influencer in my court to start this label. 
And at first it was great. He A&R'd, he got a ton of like really cool artists in and, and then naturally I was getting him into the studio as well. So it was a very like synergistic relationship. That's actually why I started the label was because I wanted to raise the caliber of bands that we were working with in the studio. And I realized in order to get higher caliber bands, those bands need to, to be recording and releasing and getting distribution deals and touring and blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I partnered with a guy. He was super fun, super connected. It was super amazing until it wasn't. And it wasn't when I started realizing the bank account was getting drained. And I asked him about a few different expenses to which I was assured it was part of the marketing budget. It was what we needed to throw an event. It was taking, you know, a couple of bands out to dinner, you know, so on and so forth. And then I asked for documentation and receipts and was not able to get them. And long story short, the guy was draining the bank account for all sorts of things that were not necessarily business related. And so I decided to terminate the partnership and he decided to use his influence to smear me again. He was the villain in my story and he created what I thought was a war. But what I realized further down the line was that people who operate in a certain fashion operate in a certain fashion. That is their MO. And suddenly all of these people were like, oh, hey, uh, like, you know, were you getting ripped off by him? I was getting ripped off by him too. And instead of being smeared, I was, I became the hero. And like, the point of it means you might not know in the moment who the good guy is or who the bad guy is. And you don't need to get into the trenches and fight that war. Had I not spent so much time and energy in the moment trying to prove myself, trying to save my reputation, like all of this fucking drama, I probably would have just seen in real time that people were like, oh yeah, he's definitely a charlatan and kind of full of shit. He's always been like that. I mean, really, he'd always been like that. And I didn't see it because I wanted his influence and his connections. So I definitely got something out of that relationship. I then also learned how to be a little more discerning in terms of who I hitch my star to, because it will reflect on me. Some people had refused to work with me because he, I had partnered with this individual. And as soon as we dissolved that partnership, they were so excited to work with me. Like anything else, when you're in it, when you're in that hardcore story, you can't see the others. You, you don't get to see the, what is it called when they conclude all of the drama, the, oh my God, the resolution. You don't get the resolution yet because you're in the dramatic crescendo. You're in the hold your breath, hold your butts part of the story. You don't know what the happy ending is going to be yet. Just know you're going to figure it out when you get to the other side of this and you can't get to the other side of this while you're white knuckling your victimhood. Also, not victim, victim shaming, but just taking you through what happens when we project, right? So it's everybody else's fault. It's all happening to me. There's nothing I can do about it. You're clearly stuck there. How in business can we know, one, we're choosing this, and two, how do we get out of it? Because three, sometimes we've got to process all of that right now. 
in this very moment. We don't get to earmark it or table it for when we do have the capacity. So first things first, start with the end in mind. You've heard me ask this question before. How will I know I've been successful when I conclude this? What, whether it's a business partnership or a conversation or an email or a social media post, right? How will I know I've been successful? That's when you take your power back. This is about you. Now, if it's something new, something scary, something risky, ask yourself, play it through. What is the worst case scenario? And no, we cannot ever predict every fucking rainy day or act of God or pandemic, right? But what we can say, if this all goes up in smoke, if this goes tits up, if this partnership, if this social media post, whatever it might be, goes pear-shaped, Am I willing to deal with the consequences? Am I willing to lose out on this investment? Am I willing to have quote unquote wasted all of this time? Whatever it might be. And for the most part, I find when we ask ourselves that question and really think through, are we willing to risk it all on this? At least we'll know if we do. Then believe me, I'm in the middle of that right fucking now, my friend. And I have to kind of keep going back to this exploration. I knew When I took this risk, when I said yes to this opportunity, when I wrote that six-figure check, I knew that I might lose this all. Am I still willing to sign my name on the dotted line? And the answer was yes. And so I get to go back to that and remember, I went into this with open eyes. And no, I could not have predicted everything. And yes, this is dependent on another person. And perhaps they can be the bad guy in the story. But none of that matters because I am in control of my own narrative. I create my reality and I'm in charge of how I want to feel in every single moment. And that feels fucking awesome. Blaming someone else feels like shit. Make sure you are owning it because you have, you always have a choice. Always, 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 always. And again, this is not for someone who's in an abusive situation or a harmful situation or whatever. Like this is as I'm always thinking talking business, even when it sounds like (laughs) getting into like the esoteric or sharing personal shit with you. The point is that we create our realities. If it is that shitty, you can change it. You can leave it or you can accept it. This is another reason we're projecting really fucks it up is because it disables us from doing one of those three things. So why do we do this? I know I talked about it being easier. It's easier in the sense that it delays the action that we need to take. Even if it's just like swallowing the pill. When we stay stuck, when we are in the poor me victim story, we have full permission to stay here. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to try anything. We don't have to be uncomfortable. I mean, like it's an uncomfortable place to be in, but we don't have to step out of our comfort zone, which is currently uncomfortable. (laughs) That makes any sense. But we, you know, we don't, we just, we get to be stuck. We get help. We get attention. We get to lick our wounds. And there is absolutely no shame in this. This is honestly why we project because then we go to war Instead of staying with our actual shit and dealing with it, we, we, we go to fight and we blame and it, and it gives us a sense of control and power 
because we're, we're not feeling fucking sorry for ourselves and it's all their fault. And we have to go to war and fight them to try and create some kind of fucking action. Whew, far out. Like those, just even talking about them, it's so heavy. Like that, I, in my world, I call them levels one and level two. It's that the victim and, and the blame or the, I think, and the fight, flight, fawn or freeze. So fawn or freeze is victim. <laughs> fight or flight is projection. And level two, where we're just trying to create whatever fucking action we can, wherever it comes from and whatever results we get, we don't really care. We're just trying to not lose. And we know this isn't going to get amazing results. So what do we do about it? Firstly, just check in. You know, that's where I was at this week. I was like, wow, day three, waking up in a bad mood. What the hell is wrong, BZ? Like, what is wrong? And I realized I was telling myself this story that I do with my family and in business partnership where I'm undervalued. I'm not seen. I'm not heard. No one's listening to me. No one's taking my strategies or suggestions and applying them. And then it's going to make work, more work for me. I'm going to have to clean this up. I'm going to have to bear the brunt of this, this, you know, blah, 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 blah. And not only was I sick of feeling like this in the moment, like I've been saying this shit my whole goddamn life. Check in. Are you scared? Are you hurt? Are you hiding? Or are you just exhausted? You know, I talked with a couple people, a couple clients this week who it was so, it's so interesting because one of the, one of the catalysts for me getting out of this is I talked to my clients who are doing fucking awesome, who are listening and who are taking the strategy that we put together together. I'm not taking credit for their success. They, they get the credit for their success, but they are willing to get out of their comfort zones and do the work. This week, all I talked about was like, what do we do with all this success? I've got more sales. I'm having to turn events down. I can't take the amount of business that's coming in. This is like, what do I do with this? And it's just like, oh, look at that fun little reflection there. So this isn't an all or nothing where no one ever listens to me and my life sucks. Although it felt like that with my family. <laughs> Clearly... When invited, when appreciated, when heard, it works, right? And I know what that feels like. And so if in a moment I'm not feeling that connection and that inspiration, firstly, I don't have to participate. I can hold my boundary. I can advocate for my needs. And I can be very explicit about what I need to be successful in this moment. And if I don't feel like I have the space or resources to achieve that success, I'm out. No harm, no foul. It's no one's fault. No one's doing anything wrong. Everybody wins or nobody plays. So I was scared. I was scared of hurting people's feelings. I was emotional because I was coming from this victim wound space. I was hiding. I wasn't advocating for my needs. And yeah, I was creating the situation. So as soon as I acknowledged that, I was able to neutralize it. I was able to get to that space where there was, I didn't have a lot of energy around it. So I was able to very calmly, without a lot of energy, communicate and that immediately impacted in my personal life, but also in my professional life where I'm having some friction with a couple different businesses and partners. I just said, oh, hey, look, I'm at capacity. I'm not going to be able to deal with this until next week. If you need this done now, feel free. All you. 
very neutral. And guess what? They took, they, they took the reins and drove it. So gentle check-in. Secondly, here's the thing, my friend, when we're projecting and blaming and scared and emotional and hurt and exhausted, it's probably because we've worked really fucking hard and we've created a certain level of success and expansion and growth. And now there's so much more room for activities. You can handle more, but you need the skills and the resources and the space to do so. That's what this like, (gasps) oh my God, is. You actually do have the capacity. You can do this, but you're like not great at it yet. You don't know how. And that's uncomfortable. You kind of forgot what it's like to start anew. You got real good at being really experienced, even if it wasn't your shit story. (laughs) Even if it wasn't constantly vilifying everybody and projecting all over the place, like you got really fucking good at that. And so when you decide to stop the broken record and just sit in your shit and look around and go, oh, wow, I've created so much more and this is all mine and I can't do this but I'm going to have to test a few strategies out. I'm going to have to try a few different things. I'm going to have to see what feels good and in alignment. And in my growing comfort, in my discomfort, I might witness and experience others' discomfort as well. And you have the capacity to deal with that too. And whether that means change it, leave it, or accept it, totally up to you. How do you know which one? check in, see what feels good. You can try and try and try. And at some point you've tried, you know, you've changed, you've tried changing it as much as you can. You can leave. Take, take a minute to test it. Oh my gosh. Can you hear my stomach growling? (laughs) Sorry. Um, you know, I have taken breaks and when you create that container, that certainty, look for two weeks, we're just not talking. Look, for two weeks, I'm just not doing this. In two weeks and 14 days at 1.30 in the afternoon, I will check in with you and we can we can see how I feel about it and go from there. Create a new plan, create a new strategy, or potentially this is done. That gives you the permission to try something new and see how you feel about it. And that's going to give you the space to expand into this new capacity that you've created, the edges that you've pushed back, everything that you're trying to build and experience in this moment. It's all here. It's all available. You're just building out the structure and the confidence to hold it all. Lastly, stay with the tough stuff. Projection and blame is a huge cue. You're trying to escape. And no judgment. I'm not saying to like judge judge you on this at all. But stay with the tough stuff so you can learn how to hold this new space that you've created. This is, you'll hear me say this a million times, balance is a verb. As soon as you feel like you've got it, you're going to add something more to your plate and it's going to break, right? That's okay. That's the whole game that we're playing. Make it fun. When you get tired 
of feeling like the loser that every all the odds are stacked against that everyone's against. <laughs> just just take a break from the game, check in, see what feels good. Give yourself a little pep talk, a little pat on the back for creating so much more success than you know what to do with. And it's going to take a little bit of time and space and potentially different resources and a different plan and a different strategy. You might even be done. It might be time for a totally new game. Or maybe everything's actually great. You've just been so busy, like fighting some fucking invisible battle that you are exhausted and it's just time to take off your battle armor, you know, have a beverage, whatever that might look like for you. On the beverage note, fill your cup up first, my friend. That's how you're going to be able to truly hold everything you've created is take better care of yourself. And like, no, again, I'm not saying you're not doing a good enough job. I'm just saying there might be more that needs to get done. I've probably joked about this before, but the amount of fucking self-care and bullshit that I spend my money on so that I can show up and coach. If you had told me how much I would be spending on fucking energy work and physical fitness, I would have laughed at you. I feel like a bougie fucking asshole, but it's what it takes to show up and help and support and hold everything I've created. I think I've jibber jabbered. This is a long one for me. I had to be in my bonnet. Thank you so much if you're still here. There's, I'm looking at like five different recordings that this took for all of the tech reasons. So hopefully I'm able to piece this all together. The audio is okay. We'll find out soon. And you know where to find me at the BZ channel on all the, all those socials and platforms. My website is NicoleBZ.com. You can text me 720-704-4865. Text me questions you want me to answer. Text me cool shit I need to know about. Text me other fucking podcasts and blogs and articles. Like I want to hear it. Definitely text me your number one problem you're experiencing in business. I will do my best to strategize with you. And do I have anything else to say? No, wish me luck. I get to go hang out with my parents and start packing up. I took a picture of my little brother's bedroom, which has like just straight up fucking junk in it. And I was like, hey, do you need any of this? Like the old rugby ball from who knows where and the or that's from like 1983 or this fucking t- pirate tall ship for when you were obsessed with pirates in your preteens. And he was like, I need everything. And I was like, okay, I can't wait to pack all of that up into boxes for you. You're welcome. I'm going to have a great afternoon. I hope you do too. Love you. Bye. Bye.